But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so that's on. True. It, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These were these were people. This was an actual. You know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much if better. I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may ask Peter, one other ahead. question, are you worried? Of, that's enough. That's enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that... That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts well, his Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either, so, I understand. Know, to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question if I can. You repeatedly you said... Are, you are the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of... Okay, just sit down, please. Well, when you, when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot... You are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, over the, course, over the course of the last several days of the campaign, sir, sir, at the end of the campaign, you repeatedly said that Americans need to fear Democrats. You said Democrats would unleash a wave of violent crime that endangers families everywhere. Why are you because pitting very Americans, weak on crime. Why are you pitting Americans Peter, against one another, sir? Peter, what are you trying to be him? No, Peter, I'm just asking let me, just, let me just tell you. Very simple. Because they're very weak on crime because they have often suggested members and people within the Democrat Party at a high level have suggested getting rid of ICE, getting rid of law enforcement. That's not going to happen. Go ahead, take the take the Well, I'll give you voters. I, I will give you voter suppression. You just have to sit down, please. Sit down. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I'll give you voter suppression. Take a look at the CNN polls, how inaccurate they were. That's called voter suppression. Go Thank ahead, please. You. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not responding. I'm responding to... Excuse me, I'm not responding to you. I'm talking to this gentleman. Would you please sit down? Would, excuse me. Excuse me. Would you please sit down? Please, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Now that the, uh, now that the House of Representatives Very hostile. Uh, it's such a hostile media. It's so sad. You ask me about... No, you rudely interrupted him. You rudely interrupted him. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. Well, we tried, people. You know, it was a close race, but unfortunately, this is Texas, where there are still parts of the state black folk can't go through for fear of being dragged by a pickup truck. You know, always keep that in perspective. Uh, Ted Cruz, that walking episode of You're the Worst, um, is, is, is there in the Senate, and, uh, Beto O'Rourke is, uh, will go back to his day job of being that cool high school teacher you know who plays in a band on the side. 
speaking of Texas, uh, right here in Houston, uh, Harris County Juvenile Court Judge Glenn Devlin, who lost his seat to his uh, Democratic opponent, released the majority of youthful defendants by only asking them if they plan to not kill anyone before letting them go. That is that is petty as hell, right there. That is that is that is basketball wise petty. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he was doing that while swirling uh, a glass of uh, Chablis or a Reunite or whatever the hell those heifers on those reality shows drink. Just wine, just yeah, just 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 being petty, calling them a. Uh, a, a a non-factor or whatever the hell they do. I, mean, I don't watch any of those shows. Um, it wasn't a total loss, of course. Uh, Democrats got control of the House, which hopefully means they will stop Trump from doing any more dumb stuff. Because when you think about it, this is what it all came down to. It had nothing to do with Republicans and Democrats. It was like stopping Trump from doing dumb stuff. Just dumb things, Have as you just, um, as you just heard and it's just, I really, just at this point, this is all we can ask for. Just have people to police that dude from doing any more dumb stuff like ruining uh, immigrant families and uh, denying having sex with porn stars. Let's 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 all pray that that it comes to that. Uh, oh, well, I mean, isn't, you know, once again, uh, a lot of uh, good things happened. Uh, Rashida, oh, God, God, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. Uh, I, I tried. And uh, Ilhan Omar from Minnesota, the first Muslim women elected to Congress, which I can't help being very um, happy about. Because you know, uh, seeing Muslim women around Congress is going to scare the hell out of people around there who've never really seen Muslim women before, thinking, "Hey, you know, where the where the hell did they come from? Just should they just oh, this just, just this is like going to freak a lot of old people out? Like, oh my God, here comes Muslims! Just that's just that, that that's just going on in my head. Just you know. It's, I always, I always imagine just like, you know, you know, people, yes, just minorities in general, just showing up in a fancy place and just scaring the hell out of white people. That just, that just gets me going. Get it gets me moist. And uh, Kim Davis, uh, the Kentucky clerk who went to jail in 2015 for refusing to issue marriage licenses, the same-sex couples lost their bid for a second term. Which is, I still don't understand. Like, you gotta be homophobic as hell to go to jail where um, a lot of uh, homosexual activity happens. Like, you know, I won't make any jokes, but just like, it just made no sense to me. Just like, you would. And, 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 and quite personally, just like, you, you have a clerk job. Why would you even care? I mean, you, you, you. You work. You work basically work in a bureaucratic um, industry. Why the you know just you just thought you just 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 gave out licenses and that was the end of it. But no, you got to make you got to make a stand because you couldn't stand to see two dudes or whatever get married. And it's just like 
Why don't you, why don't you just be like the people at the DMV? Just like, yeah, just, 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 just give them the runaround and then finally just give them a license. Just, oh, uh, well. Uh, let's see. Florida voters approved the Amendment 4, automatically restoring voting rights in the state of pe- the state for, for people previously convicted of felonies, which means more than one million people will regain the right to vote. And I'm telling you right now, if you think Florida is insane, at this point, wait till Mad Dog, Lil Joker, and Silky Slim get in the voting booth. This is going to be gonna be buck wild this it's like every every corner is just gonna have a margarita machine i'm really thinking it's gonna get down to that point and uh once again speaking of florida uh that the yoga studio shooter remember there was remember there was another damn shooting at a yoga studio uh was arrested was previously arrested for groping women and trespassing on the campus of Florida State University. Can you just do anything in Florida? That's basically that's 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 basically the vibe I'm getting. You can get away with so damn much in the Sunshine State. It's just I mean just shooting, groping. Oh man, I can't believe I wanted to go to college there when I was younger. But it's just like I was Steve King kept his seat in the his seat in the house. Whatever, that just proves there is nothing but white people in Iowa. Just which is, which I don't even think that is a, a surprise to anyone. Uh, Jeff Sessions uh, resigned earlier today as Attorney General. So I'm not really concerned about that. Uh, just those those are most of my notes. Um, let's see what else I could talk about. Um, I feel kind of guilty about something. Um, I was at a Walgreens recently and, uh, before I got in the uh, door, there was a, uh, this, this guy, this, this black dude out in front, um, asking for donations cause his school trying to buy football gear and even when i looked at him i tell that it was there's something such a suspect first of all he had on he had on some kind of like i don't know football track suit or whatever uh and but he had a football in like literally he was he was he was had a football uh, in his hand and just holding it he had a football which i thought like he was that was you overdoing it a little bit dude you got the football but he was also wearing puma slides so like, how the hell are you gonna? Yeah, as for football stuff, you wearing you you wearing Puma slides and socks. Can't have the slides without the socks. And I almost and I almost gave him five dollars, uh, just just for that. Just 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 for I was gonna like try to give him some constructive criticism. Like, listen, I don't know what game you running, but. Lose the football for God's sakes! Put on some some cleats or something. But then I went uh, to the uh, well. Well, as I was um, getting my stuff and uh, giving it to the cashier, I asked, "Hey, what's the deal with that uh, that kid out front 
who's asked for donations. And she went over and she called over to the manager and she said, yeah, what's, and she asked the same thing and he immediately went, oh, that guy again? <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, he's, he's been, because like usually when you are trying to get donations and you're outside of a place, you have to tell the people first, like, like the Girl Scouts, like you let, you let, uh, Randall's or Kroger or whatever know, hey, there's a bunch of Girl Scouts gonna show up and gonna bother people about cookies. So, you know, and they and they make it a thing where they let people know that the Girl Scouts gonna be there. So I'm gonna yeah, so obviously this guy, whoever he is, didn't let the, the fine people at Walgreens know that he was gonna be out there. And I, like, before I went out there, I asked the, the, the manager, is this, is this dude legit? And he goes, I don't know, but he's like, he looks too damn old to be asking for school donations. And so we both went, I, I went out there first and he, and immediately the, the kid was like, uh, hey, can I get something? And I was, no, I got it. And I went over to my car and then, like I see in my rear view mirror, the manager of Walgreens, um, and, you know, trying to talk to this dude, trying to figure out what's his deal and everything, just like. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all for getting your hustle on, especially these days in the situ if you know the situation I've been in as of late trying to you know, some sometimes that's what you gotta do, you gotta hustle, but 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 Jesus, just you know, try to you know, try to try to be a bit more clever with your whole thing. Don't just show up with a football and say, Hey, give me money, here's a football. Oh yeah. Do I have anything else, or is this? Oh, this is this is quite a uh, eight forty, like eight fourteen. I'm usually just, I'm in still in the middle of my stuff, but um, trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, this is just I can't think of anything else. Want right now? So let's get into this thing. I like to call a show. Um, this is the. Uh, most artistic show on KPFT. Let me uh, pull out the uh, the playlist. Make sure everything's okay. Yeah, it is. This is the Sour Hour. Let's go.
sensual embrace Like I say, it looks like just laughter Like the sun's been happy, listen to the after Oh, here it comes like a natural disaster Oh, blowing up like a ghetto blaster Oh, here it comes, bring it faster Oh, here it comes, bring it faster It's a miracle Yes, I like flowers. My favorite flower is a rose. The thing I like about it because it's red. And today I am red. I think flowers come from seeds. Summer rain 
Now, this is the uh, Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Canceled, a.k.a. Damnation Nation, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is, uh, I I am Uncle Crizzle. I, I usually say I am Craig D. Lindsay first. Then I say, a.k.a. Uncle Crizzle, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Boo, I'm a Scary Negro, a.k.a. Problematic for the People. You're listening to this hour on HD2, not 3, 2. Uh, and, um, well, let me tell you about uh, what I played. I actually have notes this time. First time. For the first time I've been doing this since January, I have notes on the music I just played. 
Uh, starting off at the top of Golden Age from uh, TV on the radio from that black hipster favorite album, Dear Science. They'll be playing a benefit concert in Austin tomorrow. So for those who are listening in Austin, first of all, let me know you're listening in Austin. Uh, yeah, they, they'll, be, they'll be performing at Stubbs Barbecue. Um, after that was, uh, uh, we were never free by, uh, Cy Smith, uh, on basically on a, on a Denise Williams, uh, Minnie Ripperton, uh, Sarita Wright kick, uh, from her new album, Sometime a Rose Will Grow on Concrete. Uh, she will also be the headliner at the Lo-Fi Music Fest. Uh, right here in Houston at Cafe 4212 on Saturday. That starts at uh, 3 p.m. until. They actually say that on the web website, 3 p.m. until or something like that. So look look for Lo-Fi Music Fest online and, and you can see Cy Smith perform. And rounding it out, um, Send It On by D'Angelo from the Voodoo album. And uh, featuring on trumpet, Mr. Roy Hargrove, who passed away on Friday at age 49 at cardiac arrest. I was trying to see, you know, I was thinking about doing an all Roy Hargrove block like I did with Wawa Watson last uh, week, but I had to throw those uh, first two in. But, you know, just wanted to show you. And, and, and also, just like he's all over voodoo. So if you ever, if you have that album, with you know, if, if you want to listen to it, just. Know that Roy Hargrove played a, a substantial. He played a substantial role in a lot of Soquarians albums back then, like ba- Badu and Common and all those people. So, and uh, before I go, uh, before I get into the other stuff, once again, uh, you can hit me up at uh, on the uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Medium, whatever, at Uncle Crizzle U N C L E C R I Z Z L E. Um. If you want to let me know you're listening to this damn show, hashtag the Sour Hour. Hashtag it. For the love of God, just hashtag something I do. And uh, you can listen to previous episodes uh, of the Sour. And also, I do like bonus uh, interviews. Like last week, I dropped uh, some bonus episodes. I interviewed uh, Nell Scovell, who was here last Saturday at the uh, Anna Stephen Kaufman Jewish, Jewish Books in arts festival I talked to her and I talked to um, the director of uh, the new movie bodied Joseph Kahn and the stars Jackie Lawn and Colin Worthy I, I dropped a you can look all of that is on mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle so listen for the love of God um, but uh, on uh, tonight uh, the guest that I have sitting here ready to talk and stuff he is the longtime programmer for the houston cinema arts festival which will uh it's 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 in its 10th anniversary year um and it will start up uh tomorrow uh at various locations and playing uh various uh uh, venues uh, through Monday, Monday night. Uh, R- Richard Herskowitz. Welcome to the Sour Hour, sir. Uh, Thanks for having me here. 
Yeah, you want to put on the headphones? I just forgot to. Oh, I can hear. Oh, you can hear. Okay, that's that's wonderful. Well, I just want to make sure you're on the mic and everything. Okay. All right. So, what's going on, man? Well, I don't know. About forty programs in the next uh, five days. I'm just yeah. this is the calm before the storm. Yeah. So, for people who don't know about Houston Cinema Arts Festival, it's a very I, I find I, I consider it a very unique festival because you know a lot when people think of film festival, they oh, y'all just gonna play film festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the run, run, but there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, we call so. ourselves a cinema arts festival um, rather than a film festival because films are just kind of the springboard for uh, presenting uh, all these arts in relationship to film. There's a lot of live music and film. In fact, this year it's uh, almost as much of a music festival as it is a film festival. Yeah. Um, we, we've got the Kronos Quartet coming, mm-hmm. forming Sunday with a live documentary, it's mm-hmm. called, that's been made about them. We've got Corey Harris, the great blues musician, is coming with a piece that uh, called the Low Turn Row. That's at the Moody Center uh, this weekend, and um, we got this weird opening night. That's tomorrow night. Uh, we're showing a piece called Bed uh, Bathtubs Over Broadway, and it's about these collectors of weird records. And one of those weird record collectors, he's both weird and the records he collects are, um, is a guy named Don Bowles, who was the founder of the uh, punk band The Germs. So he's going to be DJing the after party uh, and playing a lot of the strange industrial musical stuff that the the film's about. I could keep going on, but lots of musicians are involved this year, and that's what we've always been after. Uh, well, we talked to each other not too long ago, and mm-hmm. I told you that uh, Houston is a, is a very heavy vinyl DJ culture. Yeah, Have yeah. you reached out to any uh, DJs or record stores like Sig Lagoon and the... A sound exchange and tell them about Good this question. Thing. You know, yeah. I, I, I mentioned what you said to the um, people who do outreach for the festival, and I think they acted on it. I can't say for sure, um, but I hope so. I, but uh, you also said, like, you're talking about music, and uh, a very uh, major uh, thing that's happening, event, if you will, at, uh, at this year's festival is uh, a conversation. Uh-huh. Between Richard Linklater and Bun B. Right, right. So this is uh, another one of the music events this year. We're, you know, it's the 10th anniversary of our film festival, but it's also the 25th anniversary of Dazed and Confused. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, one of the things that Dazed and Confused is most known for is its soundtrack. I mean, Linklater was really careful in choosing music for that film that it be absolutely appropriate to the period that it was about. He did the same thing with uh, a film called Everybody Wants Some, which is about a little bit, later in the 80s beyond uh, Dazed and Confused he calls that film the spiritual sequel but um, he knows a lot about music he chose those songs really well so what's happening is that uh, Rick Linklater and Bun B are going to talk about the scores for those two films Dazed and Confused and Everybody Wants Some and and his musical choices and why he chose what he did and why he placed them where he did in the films and then the, the band Handsome Beast is going to perform some of those songs. They're going to do cover versions of the songs. We're going to show clips, you know, when uh, from when the uh, music is used in the films. 
And then Bun B is going to come back to the stage. He's going to perform Rapper's Delight, which is like it, the, the way it's used in the film Everybody Wants Some is amazing. And uh, we're, we're going to show that scene too. And then uh, Bun is going to uh, play a bunch of uh, stuff from his new CD. Uh, and then we're having a DJ come on, st- on stage and it'll turn into a dance party. All that's going to be at the White Oak Music Hall oh, yeah. on Friday night. Uh, and that's what we call the the Days and Confused Cinema Arts Celebration. Okay, and uh, but you know, also you know, as I say, uh, it's a very interesting, uh, unique event because uh, as you told me when we mm-hmm. talked about it long ago, that it's a, it's a it's a film festival, but you also uh, basically let uh, bring in films that uh, basically represent other forms of art yeah whether it be literature or or other performing arts or even the culinary arts right right which uh, culinary arts was represented by a film called chef flynn Mm -hmm. it's about a guy who a kid who became a master chef by the time he was 12 uh and it's basically a portrait of this guy uh so um you know pretty unique uh fellow really fascinating movie and um it's like a lot of movies that are in our film festival they're going to come out later commercially people are going to hear a lot about we're the first they're going to hear these like we're showing a bunch of films like roma and widows and at eternity's gate these are going to be big new releases we're showing them now people showing green book showing green book as well and uh there's going to be a lot of uh attention to these movies uh, anyway, so Chef Lynn is probably going to, I think that's going to become a phenomenon uh, later on. Another one that's a music film that we're showing is Maria by Callas. Oh, yes. About the great opera, opera singer. singer yeah. And it's based on, you know, unpublished writings of hers. And there is some audio tape of her, but a lot of it is actors performing her words. And um, again, uh, Maria Callas films are just going to absolutely be in rapture through this movie. And uh, also uh, another opening night film uh, that's that's uh, very region specific. Yeah. Oh yeah, well um, this is interesting because uh, this is, we have two opening night films. One is the Bathtubs Over Broadway about the record collectors. That's at the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, and then uh, at the Rice Cinema, which is our second hub. Um, that's in the Rice Media Center, uh, and yeah, people shouldn't be afraid of the parking that we have. Uh, we have a whole parking lot reserved yeah, for people yeah. to come out to what the hell like how yeah because as rice that's all that whole area just like it can be tough yeah. but anyway we, yeah, we, we kind of deal with that you just you just go, you go to stockton and university that's where the rice media center is and then you'll see the signs directing you to the parking okay anyway um the uh, the film we're showing there tomorrow night is citizen blue and it's about this guy named james blue who was brought here by John and Dominique de Menil, um, to first to be involved in a media center that they had, they were working on creating. It became the Rice Media Center. Yeah. And uh, James Blue was the founder of that. It's Obviously, it's the place where we're showing this movie, so it's pretty appropriate. And then he went on and he co-founded Swamp, the Southwest Alternate Media Project, with uh, Brian Huberman and Ed Hugetz, who are still around. Um, and interestingly, Swamp, as a, you know, a, a filmmaker support organization, a funder, w- 
funded a lot of really important movies. One of those movies was Slacker by Richard Linklater. And full circle, basically. Yeah, full circle, because Linklater, in fact, so he's coming in for the film festival for Friday night, but he's coming in a day early because he wants to see this film about James Blue, so he's going to be oh. in the audience tomorrow night. Um, another interesting thing about Linklater is that he attended an event at the Rice Media Center that's legendary. Uh, Dennis Hopper was there presenting his film Out of the Blue that he directed, and at the end of the show, he put people in a bus and took them out to a field where he sat on a chair, surrounded a circle of sticks of dynamite, and he lit up the dynamite, and because of whatever the vortex that was created in the center, he survived it. Apparently, he didn't get his hearing back for a month, but he he survived it, and this is called the Russian dynamite chair. And one of the people who was in the audience that night was Rick Linklater. Uh, and link, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, he 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 still talks about that. How would you not? How could you not talk about that yeah. if you were there? Speaking of uh, Dennis Hopper, oh uh, yeah, I was going to mention why we're talking about Dennis Hopper. Yeah, uh, the closing night film of our festival is uh, the last movie by Dennis Hopper. And the last movie... Very interesting film, The Zaley's. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it, you know, there's a term for it that, that, that cinephiles... Uh, it's a French term, film maudit, which translates as a cursed movie. Yeah. And the last movie is one of those film maudit that people talk about because it went way over budget. It was a disaster for the studio that made it. That you know, every, they were enthralled to Dennis Hopper because he had directed Easy Rider, and they they gave him pretty much carte blanche, and he mm. took that carte blanche, yeah. and uh, you know, did what he wanted, and he the, the movie kind of got out of control. But he he did. Now it's uh, it's a fascinating artifact of the period and a really interesting movie. Interestingly. One of the people who is like one of the biggest fans of this movie, and by the way, I mentioned that the film has just been restored, and it's a beautiful 4K, 4K restoration. Yeah. We're going to show that print. That's on Monday night, November 12th at Rice uh, Cinema. Um, and one of the people who is a huge fan of that movie is Alex Cox. Now, Alex Cox is the director of Repo Man and Sid and Nancy, kind of a legendary yeah. punk director yeah. who also kind of burned himself out in Hollywood like Dennis Hopper did in his uh I say burned himself out he 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 didn't burn out he's still active and thriving but he burned out his cred in Hollywood yeah. and with a similar kind of cursed movie the film was Walker yeah. Walker was the movie that he made for Universal that drove Universal crazy they tried to dump it it was way more political anti-imperialist it was about basically he made it as a an allegory about the US in Central America just at the height of you know the Reagan era when when we were invading Nicaragua and or we were you know uh, all over Central America and um, so he made that film, and obviously Universal was furious about it and pretty much dumped it. But anyway, that, that, that made it harder for Alex Cox to continue making films. So you could sort of see, I think, why he relates to uh, Dennis Hopper in the last movie, but he also just thinks it's a great film. And, then, and Alex Cox, who's going to be here to present the last movie on Monday night, the following night, the day after the film festival ends, he's going to present his own film, Modi, uh, Walker. 
at Rice Cinema. Rice yeah. Cinema is bringing him back to do that. Yeah, I was wondering. He told me about that, and yeah. I didn't see it on the schedule. Yeah, it's not part of our festival, but but they're, they want him to stick around, and I'm glad they, they're, they're doing that. People get a chance to see him two nights in a row. You know, Alex Cox is just an amazing film scholar and excerpt. He, he, he particularly loves spaghetti westerns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he writes about him all the time, and he, he made one, didn't he? Like, wasn't he ever see Straight oh, to Hell? Yeah, that's right. That was kind of interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. That's kind of a spaghetti western. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's 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 a character. He lives near me. I live in Oregon. I come down here uh, for the film festival. I've been doing it for ten years to do this for uh, a few months every year. But it, um, uh, Alice Cox lives near me in Ashland, Oregon. And uh, he's brilliant. I'm always glad to have him introduce movies. It's a privilege. Well, since you brought it up, uh, we should talk about um, how you live in Oregon. You also are an artistic director at the Ashland Independent Film Festival. Correct. And and it's this this particular um, HC... AF mm-hmm. um, is a very bittersweet one, if you will, because mm-hmm. this will be your last. You've been doing this now since it started back in uh, 2008. Well, 2000, 2009 was the first yeah. official film festival, but they hired me in 2008, and I did a pilot festival. It was just, uh, I think, four programs, but we were kind of just testing the waters. We did a show at River Oaks with a filmmaker named Alex Rivera. We did a couple of shows with the filmmaker Lynn Hirschman at the Aurora Picture Show. Um, that was 2008, but we don't count that one. That was like our, our the film festival negative one. The yeah. first the first one was uh, actually uh, 2009, and that, that's when it took off. And I've done every one since. And now that's it, because uh, I thought 10 was a good round number, and um, I've got more responsibility in Ashland now since I became the executive director there. I just can't keep, you know, juggling cities and time zones as easily as I could now that I got, I'm whole, you know, I have a lot of more responsibilities in Ashland. I'm going to miss the place, and I'm probably going to keep coming back just because I have a lot of friends here, and uh, I'm hoping to come back when other people direct this festival. Well, I mean, what made you come down here? Because uh, you've been kicking around. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about uh, before uh, we got on the air about you doing various uh, film festivals. You have uh, many uh, yeah. film-related jobs yeah. over the years, and just what made you... Uh, come down to Houston and start up this uh, very interesting. Yeah, it was festival. just it, like it was luck timing. I, my I was running the Virginia Film Festival, and my wife got a job running the uh, University of Oregon Art Museum, and I was going to move to be with her. And uh, I was at a film conference, and somebody told me about this festival they were starting in Houston, and. Uh, one of the people on the search committee was there and I said I was interested especially when I heard that they they said they weren't necessarily the case that they were looking for somebody who had good connections in the film world and uh, also they wanted somebody who was kind of broadly knowledgeable about the arts because they had this concept of it being a festival of a film in the arts and like I said my wife's a museum director and I have done 
a lot of media installations in museums, and I've always liked crossover arts. So it turned out I was this job just materialized just when I needed one, and um, that's how it got started. Well, I'm going to ask you again what I told you uh, a few weeks ago. Like, you have any um, memorable highlights mm-hmm. from the festival? Oh or? man, there's so many. I mean. Um, the one that just pops into my mind was like when a, a thrilling night was when Kid and Play came with um, with um, House Party. It was an anniversary screening of House Party, and uh, Play actually in the morning visited Bun B's class on hip hop and religion uh, at Rice University. Uh, I went to that. I remember I was sitting right behind Lynn Wyatt, who was avidly uh seated listening uh it was an amazing discussion and then later in the day we showed house party there was a q a and then kid and play performed the rap battle for yeah. house party from house party at cafe brazil to a packed house um and it was electrifying yeah that was a, that's a really fun memory i met a lot of great people i got to hang out with tilda swinton um, she came down to introduce the red shoes. Yeah, she presented the red shoes. She also presented her film I Am Love. Now, when she came with I Am Love, she came with a director who was a first-time feature director, Luca Guadagnino. Now, Luca Guadagnino went on to direct Call Me By Your Name last year, this year Suspiria. He's become one of the hottest international film directors. But, you know, so he was here in 2009 with her. Uh, she was really um, cultivating him. Tilda Swinton's just an amazing... She's got an incredible eye for talent. Yeah. And she, you know, she only appears in movies by directors she really uh, responds to and admires, like Derek Jarman and uh, Bang Joon-ho. Uh, and this guy Luca Guadagnino, and she's in, and she's been in a bunch of Luca Guadagnino's yeah. projects since then. Well, also, uh, you told me how uh, when uh, they were going to have a Sundance Cinemas here, yeah, Robert Redford came, yeah, down to Houston, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I gotta say, you know, he um, wasn't. Hell of a lot of fun to hang out with. He was. Uh, I, I I enjoy the fact when it wasn't like he was. He he just was like he did his job. He he was here to promote Sundance Cinemas. That is, yeah. he it just opened, so the timing was good, and so we did the event there. And when he got on stage with Ernie Manus, he was terrific. Ernie Manus. Ernie Manus oh, yeah. uh, interviewed him. And Robert Redford was great, and he actually told a bunch of stories, like about his friendship with Paul Newman and pranks they used to pull on each other. He was wonderful up there. But when you know the show was over, he was back to his hotel room and uh, just doing stuff on his own. So we didn't get to hang out. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, come slack. He's an old ass man. You're yeah, like, right, right. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can tell you, he ain't macking it like well, he used to be that back in the seventies and yeah. everything like. You know, I, I could tell you all kinds of. I've I've had a lot of star guests at my various film festivals, and uh, it's a, and you know, Isabella Rossellini, for example, was amazing. I mean, I remember like taking her to to dinner, and I didn't want to like take too much of her time. I want to make sure she had time to rest, but she was genuinely interested 
in Houston and me background. She, what was going on? She was really picking my brain to find out as much as she could. I, I, again, that that happens more often than not. Yeah. That you know, there's a kind of a genuine interest, and uh, I'll never forget Vanessa Redgrave as a guest. And you know, uh, I can give you other examples of this uh, at a party. This was not here. This was at Virgi- my Virginia Film Festival. Um, she was like long party, long night. She was the last one to leave the party. She talked to almost everybody there. You know. Anyway, maybe it, personally, I just it's it's great when somebody who you look up to again, it just uh, in this opportunity to engage. I've had a lot of great experiences. And with you had guests. a lot of not so great experiences. Well, um, a few, but um, mostly really uh, good ones. Mo- I would say mostly it's just people being you know not. Um, uh, uh, friendly or just very professional. You know, one thing that I often noticed was that, especially with the big stars, I had had as guests um, Nicholas Cage, Sandra Bullock. Frequently, their publicists were really tough, and they would say, "Nick is only going to do this." And then he's, you're going to take him out of there after 10 minutes, uh, or Sandy is only going to talk to this for 15 minutes. And then when they actually came, they were way more generous with their time, yeah, way more yeah. interested. But in a way, you understood it. They let their publicists be tough just in case yeah, they weren't um, going to be enjoying themselves. Another great ex- I'm sorry, I can only think of the really good experiences. I remember having Anthony. Wait, hold Hopper. on, hold on. You yeah. can only think of the great experiences. Nobody ever, like, well, you know, he's dead to me. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Damn, uh, Damn it. Uh, yeah. No. And um, so anyway, there, there were a lot of. But tell you the truth, the the uh, the guests who meant the most to me over the years here were the experimental filmmakers who mm-hmm. I have revered uh, people like Jonas Mikas. Oh, yeah. He used to, used to be the uh, film critic over at the Village at Voice. At the Village Voice. Yeah. And Barbara Hammer, an experimental filmmaker. Ken Jacobs. These are legendary figures in avant-garde mm-hmm. film. And I've always had uh, strong uh, affection for avant-garde film and uh, passion for it, actually. I love films that are non-narrative and that are works of visual art and um, media art. And so to have a chance to spend time with them, I mean, Jonas Mikas had a photography exhibition in town and, you know, kind of walked around the exhibition with me and talked about each each photo. Again, these are memories I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, uh, you've, uh, you've done a great service uh, uh, handling this film festival throughout the years and... Uh, Good luck on all your travels. And uh, once again, the Houston Cinemars Film Festival uh, will happen on Thursday and uh, and on uh, Monday. Thursday through Monday. And uh, where can people contact you on the uh, social medias if you want to pass uh, that along? I'd say just go to cinemahtx.org or hashtag hcaf 18 HCAF stands for Houston Cinema Arts Festival 18. Uh, and pretty much you can catch us that way. You'll find Well, well uh, what about you personally? I know you, aren't you on uh, aren't you on the interweb that you Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, you can you can you can reach out to me at um, uh, Richard at cinema, org and uh, find me that way. 
I want to do your other social media thing so that don't you on the Instagram and everything? Uh, no, not not as uh, easily accessible there. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you uh, very much, uh, sir. Passing along, I will be hanging out, uh, loitering all over uh, throughout the festival, checking things out. Uh, thank you for coming down. And um, until then, why do I keep saying that? Until then, I don't know when the uh, when till. I don't know how I'm phrasing that until then, but that's a whole other thing. Until then, this is uh, Craig D. Lindsay saying, uh, Sarah Huckabee, you, me, and a bag of uh, Cape Cod potato chips. Waffle cut. All right. See you later.